The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to One Hour at a Time. Recovery begins with education and host Mary Woods is here to educate individuals and families and provide support through the recovery process. Now here's your host, Mary Woods. Good afternoon everybody and welcome to another episode of One Hour at a Time. And if you were expecting to hear Mary's voice, I'm uh, here to let you know that I'll be uh, stepping in for her today as the guest host. My name is Jonathan Ruthier, and I've actually worked with Mary for about the past 23 years uh, devoted to developing programs for people with mental illness and substance use disorders. I am really delighted today uh, to have uh, two, two professionals who are building networks that support the long-term recovery of people who experience substance use disorders and addiction. Um, our two guests today are Lori Obernauer and Carver Brown. Um, I've met Lori and Carver at a, a, a conference out on the West Coast last fall, and I uh, was just struck with how passionate they are about the, uh, the need and um, the support for people uh, in long-term recovery uh, to be connecting to each other through different networks. So um, a little introduction for Carver. Uh, who's our first guest. Good, uh, good afternoon, Carver. Great, thank you. So Carver Brown uh, was asked to join Pine Grove Behavioral Health as alumni coordinator in 2008. And there he helped initiate the Days of Hope program, which is a follow-up initiative to help stay connected to graduates of Pine Grove. Carver also facilitates the Back to Basics program, which has become a successful 12-step experiential workshop. Recently, Carver is working with Dr. Patrick Carnes to present and develop the Gentle Path through the 12 Principles workshop series in Phoenix, Arizona. And this series takes participants through the principles behind the 12 steps to gain a perspective on applying these important disciplines to significant areas of their lives. Lastly, Carver also serves on the board of TPAS, which is the Treatment Professionals and Alumni Services or Association of um, Alumni Services of Treatment Centers across the country. Carver, again, thank you so much for being on our show today. Um, I'm really excited that you're able to join us, and um, I'd like you to, to uh, introduce yourself further if you'd like to the audience. Well, thank you, Jonathan. Hey, I wanted to say it's an honor to be here with you. I, when, when I met you at the last TPAS Collaborative, I was so impressed with, thank you. with you and your skills and, and, and your passion for recovery. And um, I, I want to greet all the audience that's, uh, that's interested in long-term recovery from addiction. I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about, about this. It, I, you know, I got involved in it on the you know, at, at a cellular level, you know, in a sense from my own personal experiences. And, and it led me, it led me on, a, on a journey all the way uh, to Pine Grove in Mississippi and, and to, to be asked to be the alumni coordinator. And, and, and you know, when you, when you get asked to do something, there's no, there's no college course, you know, there's no, there's no training 
uh, to take to learn how to do that. I was I was in recovery. I was a I was a full time yoga instructor actually, and they asked me to to do this, and and I I thought to myself, well, it sounds full time, and I I said to them, I'll I'll take it. How do you do it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they 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 sent me out uh, on a on a visit to the Betty Ford Center out in California. And and they said, you know, we want to put together something like what these guys got, and uh, and so the the journey began. I was I was uh, I was really kind of overwhelmed by the huge organization I was seeing, and I was I was wondering how in the world am I going to be able to duplicate anything in some any semblance of this in South Central Mississippi, and uh, but I went back and by trial and error, as so many of us do. You know, we started putting together one thing or another, you know, and trying this and trying that. And and it, it literally was a long, long time until I, I discovered uh, and heard about this organization that Lori had founded called T-Pass and, and, you know, Treatment Professionals and Alumni Services. And I was instantly intrigued. And I had several conversations with our mutual friend, Leonard Bade, uh, who had put together the alumni program for the Betty Ford Center and and come to realize that, that the experience I was having was very much similar uh, to that of other people, that nobody, everybody had kind of started where they were and didn't know, you know exactly what they were doing, but with a lot of passion and a lot of hard work and some volunteers who shared a vision, we were able to, to create something and T-Pass allowed those of us having those similar experiences to come together and, and be able to share our practices and grow our programs together. That, that's kind of the Reader's Digest version of how, of how I got here. Well, like a lot of things in life, I think uh, the best opportunities come when you're least expecting them. And uh, it certainly sounds like, uh, you know, as a yoga instructor who somebody said, hey, why don't you come start our alumni program, that was an experience for you. And, and we'll um, talk a little bit more about that as we, as we go along. I want to introduce Lori, uh, and thank you for, uh, for uh, creating the segue, Carver, for, uh, for Lori. Um, Lori is the founder and president of LO Group, Inc., um, which provides consultation and coaching services to organizations and individuals in the area of addiction recovery management. Her services uh, focus on the design, development, and implementation of robust recovery support and alumni services programs. And in her recovery coaching practice, Lori offers recovery education to her clients, empowering them to create a joyful, balanced life in recovery. As you mentioned, Lori uh, is also the founder of TPAS, the Treatment Professional and Alumni Services Organization. This is a national organization that champions treatment center alumni professionals and long-term recovery support initiatives. Lori, I want to welcome you to one hour at a time. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you and Carver. Terrific. And so, Lori, um, so Carver just started to describe... uh, the genesis of TPAS, and 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 we were just uh, talking a little bit about how sort of when you least expect it, you know that's when uh, when opportunity comes. And um, perhaps you'd like to tell uh, our listeners a little bit about your your experience with TPAS and, and how things got started. Well, uh, I started um, in the alumni services world 
um, in a similar way to Carver. It was a surprise to me. Uh, I was in early recovery myself and uh, was volunteering at a treatment center um, in Denver, Colorado, called CEDAR, and uh, I was asked to start an alumni program, and I said, like Carver did, sure. Now, how do I do that? So uh, I began to uh, network and connect with other folks who were in the industry at other treatment centers who were running alumni services programs, and they were very generous um, in helping me and guiding me and giving me ideas about how to get started uh, so that an informal networking process grew into this national organization. What I found was that uh, in most situations at most private treatment centers, there was uh, usually only one, maybe two people who were running alumni services departments, and it was a lonely job. And uh, these professionals were very anxious to connect with others and learn what might work. Um, at this time, there is still no proven science about alumni services in the addiction treatment world. So what we're trying to do with TPAS is put together some... Um, best practices, some ideas about what works for us and how we bring our alumni back to our centers to support their recovery. And uh, through our collaboration, we've come up with some great ideas. Well, I think the, the key word that you just mentioned is collaboration. And I think um, you have both... Uh, You've both just described uh, an opportunity and, and a process that you went through to collaborate to try to figure out, you know, really what is the long-term vision, what is the, you know, uh, the, not just the genesis of, of uh, TPAS, but what is the long-term vision for alumni services across the country? And I just wanted to uh, give you each the opportunity to kind of talk a little bit more about that. Well, I, you know, I'll go first. I, you know, I, I tell you that, you know, I think that, what struck me as you were saying that, Jonathan, was, you know, that there's a cultural difference uh, in every treatment center. You know, each one of them is, operates a little differently. And so what each of us has done in, in, as TPAS members, we've all in our own alumni programs, we've sort of adapted what we want to try to accomplish via the cultures that exist. And and so what I would have learned at, at TPAS is is not every not everything that works for every treatment center directly translates to to my facility or someone else's facility, but there's elements of each of them that are uh, amazingly similar, and and I and I think one of those elements is 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 trying to create a, a sense of volunteer service. And I think as we as we as we do that, and we learn how better to create volunteers within our graduates of the individual programs, and then we develop some sort of structure based on the culture of the treatment centers that exist. You know, then then we start to to, to develop something that gains legs, and it's not just a single voice. It's a crowd of people who are talking about the excitement of recovery and the wonderful joys of coming back and giving back to patients and others. 
So it's kind of like we each of us create a snowball, but when we put all those snowballs together, we more or less are now starting to create an avalanche. So I'm, I'm excited about, about what we're, we're developing and what we're doing, and, uh, and, and that's just kind of my broad take on, on how we're growing as we expand. And Lori, how would you um, describe your your vision of TPAS and and maybe uh, even um, you know what it is that really drove you to to become involved as a as a founder? Well, Jonathan, I I truly believe that we can educate our clients about recovery. Uh, my one of my uh, past. <laughs> um, professions was in the, um, was in education. And so I guess I'm a teacher at heart. And I think that we can be preparing our clients as they leave treatment to be um, better ready to set themselves up for success in their recovery programs by teaching them a, a little bit more about what the recovery process is about and assertively linking them to communities of recovery. So I think that alumni services can be a place where this process gets started and that alumni services departments at treatment centers can be part of a great continuum of of services that a center might offer and um, and focus on recovery education so that clients can get a good foundation um, for starting the recovery process. Um, the treatment process, of course, starts the recovery process, but I think that there's more that can be done to support it. So we're we're going to cut to commercial here in just a second, and when we when we come back, we'll. Uh, uh, again, be talking more with Carver Brown and Lori Orbenauer about treatment professionals and alumni services. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Fitness is important to keep your body in tip-top shape now and aging gracefully for the future. The Fitness Momentum Show with Coach Michael Merlino is designed to be your guide to fitness and running, whether you're a beginner or ready to run your next marathon. By paying attention to and following the tips offered by Michael and his guests, you'll be able to essentially be your own trainer. Get the most out of your fitness regimen and tune in every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare today is full of complex questions and even more complex answers. 
On top of making choices about health care, how do you know that you're making the right choices? Natural medicine or conventional medicine? Should I seek a second opinion? What if I just don't feel right about the treatment I am recommended? Get the answers by tuning in to Rising Through It with Dr. Danielle McDuff, live every Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guests, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back to One Hour at a Time, everybody. I'm Jonathan Ruthier, and I'm the guest host for today's show. We're talking with Lori Obernauer and Carver Brown, both board members of TPAS, the Treatment Professionals in Alumni Services Organization. Again, Carver and Lori, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, how TPAS was formed and your involvement. And, um, I, you know, I, th- I think that um, when we use the term alumni services, uh, that can mean many different things to many different people. And um, so, Lori, I know that, you know, as part of your work, you've gone, gone around to different places around the country, and um, you've helped programs establish alumni services, um, and you've also been able to sort of experience, uh, you know, what it's like to really try to understand what, what practices are the best practices in the industry for alumni uh, programs. So I was wondering if you could talk maybe a little bit about what you see as being the many faces of alumni programs, what, you know, what's common to all and what, what differences exist and, and um, you know, what do you see emerging as a best practice in alumni services? Thank you, Jonathan. Um, what I see as a common theme among all the alumni programs that I've uh, become acquainted with is the idea of connection. Um, we are trying to bring our alumni together, our clients who we served in our treatment programs, we want to bring them and keep them together so that they can support one another in recovery. Um, we do know from research that um, peer support is an important aspect of the whole recovery process. So I think that idea of connection is a common theme. Now, how that happens plays out very differently in different organizations. Um, It may be as simple as a newsletter that goes out to alumni with some information about um, what's happening in the recovery world, what resources are available, um, announcements about alumni activities at the center or out in the community. Um, it may uh, run the gambit of uh, big social events, uh, picnics and golf tournaments and um, all kinds of social get-togethers. And then, of course, there's a possible educational component um, where workshops are provided, ongoing workshops and educational um, seminars, webinars are offered to alumni so that they can continue to learn about addiction and learn about, more importantly, their recovery and how they might support their own recovery uh, through learning new skills and techniques. So um, we have seen all of these happening at centers across the United States. Um, I don't know that any one of them is yet established or 
determined to be an absolute best practice. I think they all work, um, and I think that they all uh, help folks stay connected in their recovery, which, as I said, I think is the common theme and the most important aspect of, of recovery is creating community. I totally agree with that. I think the um, you know the, the community aspect, having people in your life who have had either similar experiences or been you know been through something before you and can offer their their connectedness to you, or just be able to socialize in a way that is respectful of your needs, um, you know, it certainly goes a long way. Um, and, and Carver, I'm sure you're seeing the same thing at, at Pine Grove uh, as well as in the work that you're doing uh, in Arizona. Yeah, it's true. You know, connection it really is. That is kind of one of the key components of what I see, not only at Pine Grove, but in other other uh, treatment centers I get to travel and, and speak at. Um, and, and another form of that connection, as I mentioned earlier, is that is the volunteerism. Is it's almost like you know, in in the twelve step world of giving giving the graduates an opportunity to do some twelve step work is empowering them to be able to return to campus and interface with, uh, with the patients and to, and to give them a sort of a, of a look at what recovery looks like or what, what does life look like post-treatment. And so, uh, as Laurie talked about, about recovery education, you know, we, we educate the, the patients to, to carry on and, and know what they need to know in order to, successfully negotiate long-term uh, recovery, and then, and then give them an opportunity to come back to campus and, and interface with the patients. We see magic. You know, I don't have to do a lot of uh, too much in the way of putting together a big event. It's, it's what magic happens is when I take somebody that's, that's in recovery and put them together with one of the patients in groups, then it's like magic happens. There's an interconnection, and these guys start, you know, uh, finishing each other's sentences. And 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 I see, I see a lot of hope generated in that, where where the the patient gets some hope of of a map of what long term recovery looks like. I see that the the uh, alumni who've returned, they get some some new energy and enthusiasm about their own recovery. And I see the staff get affected by that, too, as the staff that are these group of gifted healers see the, the alumni return. It reminds them that the work that they're doing is, is changing the universe one soul at a time. But you bring up a really, um, a really interesting dynamic that I don't think people really think about in terms of alumni services, but, but just as you mentioned, the impact back to the staff who are working in the treatment center. Um, I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about that, about some of the experiences you've seen. Well, I thought about that in the case of what you talked about with challenges because, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you're faced with a challenge because the staff can get very cautious. I know Lorian has had this, we've had these discussions before, and I think she faced some of these challenges of, of, of the, the clinical teams of being a little leery of, well, now, what kind of message are these folks going to deliver, and how are we going to be able to control that message, and what's going to be the outcome? So there's a lot of work that we have to do as being the intermediaries between alumni volunteers and the staff. 
But I tell you, you know, the burnout rates in the recovery industry on clinical teams is, is unbelievably high, as you know. And so many of our uh, clinical uh, staff, in order to keep their, their energies fresh, will change treatment centers and change positions within just to try to keep themselves energized and ongoing. But I tell you, when alumni come back, if we can get them to the place that they're willing to allow this to occur and we can create some safety there for them, man, I tell you, I see the buzz start to occur weeks even before a group of alumni may be returning and they get excited. And I see the effects on the staff weeks after a group of alumni have left. And I just, it's, it's changing. This thing has changed the culture at Pine Grove. And now the staffs have bought into the idea of returning alumni, and they're now actively recruiting alumni for us to come back. And, uh, and it's almost taken on a life of its own. You know, I've worked in, in many different treatment programs where, um, you know, you're expected to, to see somebody and provide a treatment plan and, and, and a complete episode of care within a really short period of time. And, and I can relate to that feeling from the staff perspective. They're like, okay, we've done this really intensive work, and then I, have, I don't know where the person goes from here, or, you know, I don't ever hear back. And, and I imagine it must be really, really um, rewarding uh, for staff to, to see the success and the hope that comes with, um, you know, uh, really uh, embracing long-term recovery and coming back to give back to other uh, other patients in the treatment setting. And, Jonathan, if I can add in, I, I think what alumni staff can do is um, help clients create a recovery plan. And that recovery plan is about what the clients will do to move forward. And it's often um, it's possible that alumni staff can then go back to counselors and say, here's how client A is doing on their recovery plan. Here's what's going on. Here's, here's what I've heard from him. And as Carver said, that our, our clinicians love a chance to hear that, love to hear the, the good stories. Yeah, I, I like that, Lori. And, you know, it's something that we're implementing, too, you know, is to get some training on how to coach up these and do some training within uh, Pine Grove about uh, empowering the alumni to, to then be able to coach the patients into developing their own recovery plan. That's something we've just now implemented. It's something that I learned at TPATH. I had, I had no idea that this was really going on until I interfaced with a bunch of other treatment centers and Laurie who were implementing these ideas and I wanted to know more and through TPAS I was able to find out from the membership where to go about getting the training and then went to go get that training with the encouragement of other TPAS members even joined by some TPAS members and and to be able to implement this very thing Laurie's talking about in our treatment center this is the power of TPAS where we, we, we see some things that are working for others and we learn how we can, in a, in a way, implement that within our treatment centers uh, and then do it under the auspice of the particular culture. How can we then change it to fit, you know, our culture? Yeah, that's the key. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, you mentioned culture, and I think um, uh, that, as Lori was saying earlier, you know, different different uh, organizations have, 
had a different approach to their alumni services, and, and what kind of a what kind of a culture as an organization really supports the effective development of an alumni program? Well, well you, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lori. Well, what you what I think, Jonathan, is it requires an organization that has a recovery management perspective that is really looking towards the future for our clients. Um, I, I think that organizations that understand that there is a responsibility for helping our clients go back to their lives and be successful, that the, it is that, it's that kind of culture that really supports the whole notion of alumni services and the whole idea of the kinds of activities that Carver and I are talking about. Well, you said a lot there, Lori. It, it is. It's, it's like, I mean, at the heart and soul of the treatment centers who are a part of TPAS, Time Grove being one, is, is that we accept that responsibility and we know that, that all that we've done in the treatment experience is that we've just set the stage for, for recovery. You know, now the real work is going to begin once they leave uh, the protected confines of our facility. So what can we do? It's our responsibility to prepare them for the future of long-term recovery. Wow. So um, we're going to go to commercial, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about, uh, about recovery planning, recovery support, and uh, the Treatment Professionals for Alumni Services Network. Thank you. Listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence based practices, consensus practices, and old fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Do you know about Reiki? This method of healing can complement Western medicine as well as other alternative practices. Besides healing, it can have the additional effect of making you feel more positive about yourself and the world around you. By tuning into For the Love of Reiki with host Paula Vale, you'll find how Reiki can improve your health, bring balance into your life, and fill you with joy. For the Love of Reiki is broadcast live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back to One Hour at a Time. This is Jonathan Ruth here, your guest host today, and I am here with our two guests, Lori Obernauer and Carver Brown from TPAS, the Treatment Professionals and Alumni Services Network. For those of you who just might be joining us, you can also download a full copy of the show from www.westbridge.org or from the Voice America station online. So we are talking about alumni services and recovery management and long-term support for people in recovery. And um, so, Lori, just before the break, we were talking about recovery plans and a recovery management approach. And I wonder if you could kind of uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about what that means. Well, a recovery management model of care um, starts with the assumption that addiction is a chronic disease so that it, we are not, um, we're not finished with our patients <laughs> when they leave treatment. Uh, but in fact that um, there's lots to do to help them continue to manage their disease and uh, move forward in their lives. So um, with that in mind, um, alumni services uh, staff can be instrumental in helping clients create what is called a recovery plan. Now, a recovery plan is different than a treatment plan because it is something that is it is developed by the client. It's his or her um, vision of what might be coming next in life and where he or she might want to make some changes um, along the the whole life continuum, social relationships, spirituality, um, physical health, fitness, and so on. So it gives the client an opportunity to be actively involved and responsible for what's coming next. And what the alumni services person can do is help them, support them in development in that, of that plan, and more importantly, help them think out the steps for accomplishing what they want to accomplish in their new life of recovery. So it sounds like, uh, again, so like one of the best practices then for alumni services is to really help people identify, uh, based on their own goals, really the nuts and bolts of how to get there and what supports they need to be successful. Is that right? Yes, that's, that's exactly right. And um, as I said, I really think that alumni services staff are poised to provide that kind of support and that as they do that, they become a really important service line for a treatment organization. Um, you know, what a better, what, be, what better way is there for a treatment center to say, we're here to help, um, when they're talking with a family, to say, we're here and we're going to keep supporting your loved one even after he or she leaves the treatment setting. Well, as we know, I mean, addiction is a chronic illness, and uh, you know, being connected to others is one of the most positive ways to support behavior change uh, in terms of illness management. Or, and it's it's been applied, you know, to so many different things, whether it's weight management or fitness or smoking cessation. Um, and uh, so, it sounds like certainly alumni services is definitely a way to provide that that connection. 
uh, after somebody has sort of a, you know, an episode of treatment. Correct. Well said, Jonathan. So, um, so Carver, for, um, you know, for folks that are in a treatment setting and, um, you know, maybe they're, they've gone through, uh, um, you know, a withdrawal management program and or uh, maybe even, uh, you know, stepped into uh, more of a transitional phase in their, in their treatment, uh, you know, what's the best way for them to get information about, um, about alumni services and, and how do, uh, how do alumni um, professionals help connect the folks who may not see the, you know, the sort of the long-term picture? Well, we, we connect with them through the treatment process, and we, we use, you know, all sorts of ways to try to keep them connected to the, to the source to keep us. You know, one of the things I learned in TPATH is, you know, because patients from Pine Grove and many other treatment centers come from all over the country. So we try to, we're, we're trying to, to collaborate with other treatment centers that if someone lives in another area, that they can actually attend the activities of another alumni program and make our alumni program uh, available to the patients that have gone to a different treatment center. So that's one of the things that we're doing. We're trying to to, to make a kind of a connection and spread this message to other treatment centers, and then and then we stay in communication with our uh, with our graduates by you know phone calls and emails and trying to newsletters and other means. And and another another trend we're picking up on is the use of technology is is and and we're and we're really looking at this now. You know how can we use technology apps and the like to stay connected to um, our alumni. We're using, uh, we're, we're beta testing an app right now uh, that is um, this designed to, to help create community and another method of a, of a safe and secure network where the alumni can share with each other uh, in, a, in a way that, that helps keep everybody connected, sort of like a, a check-in a device, as it were, but yet is in a closed network. So that's something that's going on. There's just a lot of ways. And I tell you, when you're when you join TPASS, you get a chance to to uh, put your ideas out there and then learn of all the other ideas that all the other treatment centers are using. And then you get to, to come up with some ideas on your own that you can then test and see what fits your culture. I, I love what Lori said, you know, about... Uh, about this recovery plan, and this is something that we found out about at TPATH and have gotten some training on, and so we're starting to implement that uh, at our treatment center at Pine Grove about uh, using alumni services to help our patients do recovery and plan and prior to discharge uh, to give them something solid in their hands that they created so that they can, uh, can have a, a work their recovery after they leave the treatment center. Now, one thing that's always interested me in terms of, uh, you know, alumni services is, uh, you know, is how families are supported over the long haul. Because as, as we know, if, you know, uh, when families understand the long-term nature of recovery and the need for support, uh, both for their loved one and for themselves, and the outcomes are just greater overall. And um, I'm just curious as to whether or not, uh, either of you are aware of uh, programs that offer alumni services for their family, uh, family members of the person who came to treatment. 
Um, there are quite a few programs who do that, Jonathan, who have uh, some separate alumni events uh, for family members, but uh, oftentimes family members uh, are included in alumni events, especially when they're social events. So I know, you know, there are many centers that do picnics that include not only the uh, person who attended treatment, but all family members. Um, I've heard of rafting trips and um, softball leagues and all, all kinds of opportunities, recreation as well as social, where family members can be involved. Um, but, yes, there are some centers out there who specifically... Um, tailor events for family members so that they too can come back and continue to um, connect uh, with others who are experiencing what they are experiencing in terms of supporting their loved one in their long-term recovery efforts. Yeah, well, the way we approach that at Pine Grove is we we set up a, a program called the Days of Hope, which when somebody you know, successfully negotiates the program, they qualify for two days of free, free treatment four times a year for the rest of their life. And we include the families in that, too, who've come to the Family Week experience. So the patient and the families can return for the days, I hope, for this two-day event. The patients go back into the treatment setting, and they interface with the patients who were there uh, in the program, and then the families all gather at the family program, and the family program staff puts on curriculum uh, designed for them to give them some additional tools and some additional work to do uh, to enhance their recovery. And then we, uh, during those, those two days, we then have opportunities to come together and share in, in our large group, and we do fun things together, softball games, and we've been bowling together and played laser tag and just all sorts of stuff, but we include the families uh, in doing that, that too. So, so um, yes, yeah, so there, and there's a lot of treatment centers that are doing that. When the families are involved, as you know, Jonathan, the recovery, a long-term recovery, the opportunities for, for permanent contented sobriety go up exponentially. Right. Well, that certainly has been our experience here at Westbridge, and I think, um, you know, that... Uh, um, you know, families are really not just in need of their own level of support, but to have them involved in, in the recovery process all along really, uh, really makes sense. And I think what, you know, if I were to say there's sort of a, a theme to our talk today, it's really that, that connectedness and collaboration and network that, um, that, that, that holds recovery together for folks, you know, that really provides that, that safety net, that lift, and, um, you know, that, uh, um, that that web that really kind of uh, you know provides whatever support at whatever stage. Well said. So um, as, you know, we're going to be going to our next uh, uh, commercial segment in just a little bit here. I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the the collaborative aspect of TPAS and what really strikes me uh, as uh, as unique and special in, in an era when um, there's a lot of competition. In, in our industry. Uh, you know, what's really special is this notion that people can access uh, alumni programs, you know, for, uh, that are close to them, uh, regardless of where they went to treatment. And um, so I, uh, you know, would invite uh, Carver, if you want to speak a little bit more about that and, and kind of how that became part of the vision for TPAS. 
Yeah, right, right. Yeah, this uh, this connectedness through the collaborative is is an amazing. That's an amazing thing. Uh, yeah, we. Um, I mean, it, it's like when we come together and to share our ideas, and we do this, you know, a couple of times a year at our collaboratives. And and oh my gosh, it's like when I first experienced it, it was like. Uh, I'd never seen people in our industry that were such open books. You know, there there can be on on a level some guardedness, you know, with what the practices are and the different modalities and uh, on occasion with treatment centers, but not in alumni services because we're not we're not trying to buy for patients. They've already graduated, uh, and and so it's it's an it's a, it's amazing, you know, that that we can we literally are open books and share exactly what's going on uh, that that is working for us that creates the best outcome, and and we get to hear this from other treatment centers, and it's 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 just amazing. It, it's on a personal level, it was so gratifying to me to be able to to be a part of that kind of sharing. Uh, I just I grew as a person being a part of it. That's terrific. So uh, we're going to be going to commercial now. When we come back, we'll kind of talk a little bit more about TPAS, the Treatment Professionals and Alumni Services Organization, how people can connect to it, um, and uh, a little bit more about the collaborative process. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Healthcare professionals spend a lot of time keeping the rest of us from losing it, getting too stressed out, and from burning out. But who helps the healthcare professional from avoiding the same things? A professional coach can help you avoid burnout and by doing so lead a healthier life. Tune in to Dr. Raji Menon's Stress Busters Corner. We're here to help those who help everyone else. We help them avoid burnout themselves. Tune in every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. 
You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guests, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Good afternoon, and welcome back to One Hour at a Time. I'm your guest host today. This is Jonathan Ruthier, and I'm with two guests from TPAS, the Treatment Professionals and Alumni Services Organization, Lori Obernauer, who is the founder of TPAS, and Carver Brown, who is a board member for TPAS and also runs the alumni services for Pine Grove in Mississippi. So, Lori, we've talked a little bit about uh, this aspect of teaching and learning and, um, you know, really from a standpoint of alumni services being a mentoring process and a connection process. Tell us a little bit more about your your thoughts on teaching and learning and and collaboration with with respect to TPAS. Well, Jonathan, I mentioned earlier that my background is in education, and what I know about adults is that um, we like to be, we like to participate when we're learning. So when we first started, when a small group of us got together to start talking about the um, how we would um, organize the collaboratives, we wanted them to be very different than other conferences that we had all attended in the addiction treatment industry. Um, we believed, we felt that the best part of most conferences were the discussions we had in the hallways with other attendees about what they were really doing in their jobs. So we had a vision that all of TPAS collaboratives, we decided to call it instead of conference, that all of the TPAS collaboratives could be a full opportunity for people just to come together and share. And as you said, they would come both as a teacher and a learner. So at the collaboratives, the participants create their own agenda. They choose the topics that they want to discuss. They all come prepared to share something that they're doing that is very successful or they feel good about. And they come also with questions. And the entire conference is a series of facilitated discussions where everyone has a chance to get very, very involved. So it certainly sounds like a, a, a process that is collaborative and is not uh, not traditional in terms of a conference. You know, a lot of times you go to a conference, the agenda is set ahead of time by a committee, and you've got people that have submitted presentations, And uh, but this is certainly a different approach. Carver, uh, what would you add to that? Well, I tell you, just kind of the energy that's created by doing this. The the method that's used is open space technology, and and as Laurie said, in open space, you know, we arrive, and I'll never forget my per- first collaborative that um, our dear friend Leonard Bade he held up a an empty three ring binder and he shook it, kind of open, and he says, "Here's the agenda." <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> he, you know, we're going to create this as we go. And he says, and all this three-ring binder at the end of the conference is going to be filled with pages and pages of ideas and suggestions and creative uh, uh, discussions that you guys will have done in your small groups, and it's going to be packed. And lo and behold, he was right. The three-ring binder was at the end of the thing was packed. Because each session that we do, 
based on a question or an expertise that one of us has, these little small discussions all over the, 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 the resort where we're going to be, these little groups are together, and there's a scribe there that's taken down all of the ideas that are presented and all the questions that are presented. And each one of these, these sessions and their scribe turn in the, 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 these sheets of ideas and they're all put together. And at the end of the conference, we're all able to share in all the ideas. So you may have been able to attend maybe a dozen of these small groups but you're going to benefit from the notes that were taken in all of the discussions in all of the groups. It, it, it's, it's, I've never experienced anything like it. Just as you said, Jonathan, you know, most of the other conferences, there's been a preset agenda, but this one was done on the fly. And if in the process of creating this thing, some new ideas developed, some new discussions that wanted to take place, we had the freedom to create a, a special session for that at a specific time and go meet maybe on the beach or go meet somewhere else, you know, and, and have a separate discussion about those topics. In addition to all of this, i got to say how personally nurturing this, this sessions, these collaboratives are, because as we were going through, I was given the freedom to be able to take some personal time out for myself to go have private discussions with other people that, that were sharing uh, situations that I was in, to go nurture myself personally. So it was, a wonderful, it was a wonderful combination of learning and teaching and at the same time doing some self-reflection and some renewal on a personal level, too. i, I got to say, it's like unlike anything I've ever experienced, and I, I encourage anybody who's in the audience that, that wants to to try one of these, please join us. It's very affordable. We'd love to have you. We need your ideas. Uh, TPAS is an amazing energy of people who are just interested in the best practices of long-term recovery, and we need you to join us. So, Lori, this, uh, what's, you know, what's being described sounds awfully similar to, you know, um, having somebody meet with an alumni professional for the first time and develop a recovery plan from a blank page. Um, is that by design? Well, um, actually, in a, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. We want <laughs> to practice what we preach. So just as we believe that our alumni are, are the creators of their own life, we believe that the folks who attend the collaborative are creators of the wonderful programming that they offer to their clients. And, um, again, because adults like to participate in the learning process, that's how adults learn best. We just think it's, it's a way to, um, to car- carry out uh, what's traditionally a traditional learning process in a, way, in a, in a much more fun and um, innovative setting. So... We're very excited about the collaboratives. And the next one is coming up um, in April, on April 19th um, in Jacksonville, Florida. Great. So that's always a good time to be in Florida if you're from the Northeast because uh, by then you are just beginning to thaw from a, from a long winter. I would imagine this is similar from anywhere in the Midwest. So That's uh, right. <laughs> That's great. So, um, uh, just a little bit more about um, 
about TPAS. So TPAS is obviously, you know, you started with a, you know, a small group of people with a, with a big idea and a lot of passion. And, you know, how has TPAS grown and, and um, where do you see it going next? Well, um, as a, we started as an informal networking group. We um, formed in 2010 as a nonprofit uh, based out of Colorado. We have just uh, started a uh, to offer membership opportunities uh, so that uh, folks can get involved on a deeper level. Uh, you do not have to be a member of GPAS to attend the two collaboratives that we hold each year. But when you become a member of TPAS, you have access to a lot of resources on our websites, uh, webinars um, that we are currently developing. So we really hope to be uh, the place to go to learn about alumni services and, and what you could offer and how we can motivate our clients to stay connected. And, and Lauren, what was that web, website address again? The uh, website is tpassrecovery.org. So that's all Terrific. one word, T-P-A-S-R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y.org. Terrific. Well, we are just about out of time. I want to, again, say thank you so much to our guests today, Carver Brown and Lori Obernauer. Sorry, Lori. And, uh, you know, the the topic we've covered has been alumni services, treatment professionals and alumni services. And for folks who want to to listen to the show again or uh, who didn't get to catch everything, you can certainly download a copy of this from Voice America or from www.westbridge.org. Again, thank you both so much for your time today and for sharing uh, this inspirational message with our listeners. Uh, Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. We'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us today for one hour at a time. Successful recovery from a substance abuse problem or mental illness depends on education and support of loved ones. Thank you for being that support system. Be sure to tune in next week for another hour of education and compassion. One hour at a time. We'll see you next week.